Tyka has one knee up, his hands slick with as he presses his fingers into the Are you sure this is how you he asks me. Oh yeah, I reply. You're doing such a good job. <laughs> oh man. Ooh, all right. Let's uh okay. Somebody come sup me up with a biscuit. Mm. Bim Nicole. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is our second episode back. We're back. Yeah. We're back, baby. How are you doing? Pretty good. Yeah? Um, life is going fairly well. Mm-hmm. You know, the usual stresses, but, you sure. know, we have our own coping mechanisms and that's keep the, it going. That's very true. As the kids as the kids say, we move. You just have to keep on. I'm, I like to think of myself at the times when things get too much mm-hmm. as a shock. Ooh. I must have constant forward motion or I die. Yeah. Darn it. That's <laughs> all, right. all right, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Calm down. Um, no, I'm good. I'm, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad autumn is here. It feels like, even though you know, thirst is for all seasons. Mm-hmm. There's something about autumn that feels very thirsty. Yeah, it's very cozy. Yeah, it's all the layers. Yeah, the layers mean more thirst, and I'm really into that. Yeah, the significance of like if you have a fireplace, mm-hmm. lighting the fireplace the first time mm-hmm. with someone. Many a fic has been centered around a lit yeah, fireplace. Yeah, so that's one of my specific kinks. And speaking of uh, layers and specific kinks, mm. today's thirst object <laughs> is, um, he occupies a very specific niche. Yes. In my heart and also in my redacted. His name <laughs> is Taika Waititi. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful Maori gentleman. Mm. Um, mm. He's the second entry in our um, very new series, Behind the Camera. Yes. <laughs> we, we talked about Ryan Coogler before. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we, we, did the, we did do that. <laughs> and now Taika, mm. who comes in front of the camera sometimes as often, well. Often, yeah. He's yeah. very much a, he's what they call a quadruple threat. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. He produces, he directs, mm-hmm. he acts, mm-hmm. and he is very, very handsome. Yes. And I mean, it's just, um, it really is breathtaking sometimes. Like you see him and he's also, what makes him so beautiful Mm. is how comfortable he is Mm. wherever he is. Mm -hmm. You -hmm. know, every now and then he'll, you know, strike a pose and things like that, but he's still just very like loose in it. That's what I think I love the most. I think he's actually one of our sillier directors. Yes. Like he's not afraid to, his sense of humor as evidenced by his screenplays, Mm -hmm. his projects that he takes on. He is someone who clearly finds a lot of light joy in the world. He's, he's always ready to take the piss out of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, which is obviously incredibly attractive because you want someone who is funny and can appreciate humor mm-hmm. at all times. Mm-hmm. And he does it in a way, like you said, he remains loose. Like he's such he's in such command of his body at all times. Mm-hmm. And even when he is being super, super silly. So he does, you know, like you said, he'll do poses where he's kind of like looking over his shoulder. Right. But he has a hand on a hip and he's yes. doing like very classic pin-up poses. Yeah, he's being very coy. Very coy. And he's doing it to kind of like almost subvert the idea yes. of how does a sexy man 
look? What yes. what do I do in order to kind of ramp up the sexiness? Right. And there's something about that that actually is very hot. Yeah. I want if we were to interview him, mm. I would ask him if he's also trying to point out the ways, the silly ways that we have women pose yep. in order to be considered attractive. Mm-hmm. You know, you've seen those um the um, graphic novel images where they reverse the genders of yeah. the superheroes. Yeah. So you've got Superman, you know, tooting it up and it looks ridiculous. So like, why <laughs> do we have the female superheroes right, doing this right. kind of thing? So I wonder if he's playing with stuff like that. I bet he is. Like, I think about the recent um, art of uh, Nighthawk with yeah. the incredibly <laughs> shiny buttocks. And I wonder, in fact, I don't wonder. I'm sure Taika saw that and was like, yeah, that's the stuff. Yeah. I appreciate that. But let's begin at the beginning. Right. So we know Taika as this obviously multi-talented uh, performer and mm-hmm. director. Mm-hmm. He has been working for a very long time. He is from New Zealand. Yes, he is. And his accent, he's very proud of being from New Zealand. And his accent, he I like it when he plays it up. You know, yes. like he's very much like, this is where I'm from. I'm not going to code switch here I am and this is this is what you're gonna hear right what I like about him being this self-assured sexy New Zealand man (laughs) is that he's opening up a new thirst palette in accents yes for some people right I mean I'm very well aware of New Zealand accents but what I (laughs) but what I love truly is that he is adding to a uh, because there are some New Zealand actors out there Mm mm-hmm Okay, um, for many people, the biggest explosion of that was Flight of the Concords on HBO several years ago. Right. Which, of course, Taika is good friends with Jermaine. Yeah. All that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But then this guy who I think he has a very, more than the accent, he's also kind of putting forward a very specific kind of masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one that you've mentioned. It's one that he, it's, a, it's someone who is at ease with themselves. Um, and it's someone who is not afraid to kind of, pursue the work that they find interesting Mm -hmm. and to also be utterly, utterly themselves, regardless of the size of budget. Because we (laughs) know him, you know, worldwide for the Marvel movies. Right. But that's not his beginning point. Not at all. He has done some beautiful... I saw this one clip uh, on YouTube that talked about the art of happy, sad cinema. Mm. And I think that that is such a perfect way to describe his work because as silly as he is, as silly, you know, the humor that he injects into his work, he is talking about a lot of very serious, um, you know, deep topics. Like yeah. he's often political. He's often talking about um children Mm. he does a lot of his um a lot of his film work is about children and coming of age stories and um identify how they're learning how to identify themselves in the culture of their surroundings Mm -hmm. and so you know he but he also has these really absurd moments um like the film boy the (laughs) (laughs) um boy is the main character who has he who loves michael jackson and so Mm -hmm. he'll bust out these terrible michael jackson dance moves but it's so sweet and endearing yeah so and boy, you know, boy is kind of bullied um, mm-hmm. in the film. You know, he he's missing his father. And then Taika plays a character that comes along. And so we hear, we learn about their relationship. And so we're learning again about a, a boy looking for a father figure, a boy mm-hmm. trying to find himself, figure out who he is when the world around him is mean to him yeah. or, you know, dismissive of him. Mm-hmm. Can you stop calling me dad? 
Sounds weird. And so Taika has these silly moments, but he really has something very serious that he has to say. Right. And he uses humor to, you know, that's the, the sugar to make the medicine go down. Right. Another project of his that really kind of caught my eye was um, 2014's What We Do in the Shadows. Yes. <laughs> I only recently watched this and I was so oh. mad that I waited so long to watch it's, it. It's, it's hilarious. so good. It's so up my alley. It's just ridiculous. And like you said, he always injects these characters with a level of innocence and naivete. Yes, yes. So adorable. They're so, they're looking at the world with these big, wide eyes. Yeah. And you believe them. Yeah, so if you haven't, um, if you haven't seen What We Do in the Shadows, it is about a um, group of vampires (laughs) (laughs) who share a flat and they are not very modern. You know, they're trying to, I guess, you know, get along in the modern day, but, um, They're still very ignorant. Yes. And can I just say, very importantly, they're all New Zealand vampires. Yes. So this is happening. Their flat is in Wellington, which is in uh, in New Zealand. And like Nicole said, they have been vampires for a very long time. (laughs) Um, And so essentially, it's like it's a mockumentary. Yeah. um, A spoof of these people. And it's, you know, the filmmaker and the crew are coming there to talk to these vampires about their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) and they have an event called the unholy masquerade which is kind of um a thing that they put on for the local community of undead creatures um so that includes vampires and witches and zombies and so basically (laughs) even talking about it it's so silly it's just so silly because i i love when they run into the werewolves yes And the werewolves, the werewolves the don't swear. Boys. They're like, stop swearing. <laughs> it's just, it's so good. You have to watch you, it. Please watch it. It's available wherever you stream movies. Yeah. It is so good. And what I love again about this is kind of like, imagine having this, the kind of idea you have at like 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. You might be drunk or have <laughs> taken other, you know, yeah. substances. And you, you turn it from a one note idea mm-hmm. into a movie. Which is now a TV series. Yes, and the TV series is really good. It's on yeah. Hulu. Yes. So, like, I, I don't know. I, I guess I went in there and I was kind of semi-rolling my eyes like, all right, let's see. And by the end of it, I was on the sofa, like, literally just silently weeping and laughing. I love vampires, so almost yes, anything <laughs> with vampires is going to get my attention. But um, Taika plays this character called Viago, who is... <laughs> a dandy right it's someone who's very fastidious about his clothing and and cleanliness <laughs> um so like he gets into an argument with the flatmates because no one's washing the dishes it's been like 500 years or no like some <laughs> so like 50 years since they had washed the dishes yeah um and he was like you ruined my couch with blood can you please put down newspapers <laughs> or whatever yep. um yep. and i have this clip where he <laughs> he is preparing um to uh, seduce a woman to get her blood. Right. I I wanted to just play this little clip. I like to make a real evening of it. Lovely. Play some music, maybe give them some nice wine. Mm. It's their last moment alive, so why not make it a nice experience? So, tell me what you do. What do you... I'm thinking about going to uni, actually. Oh, you are? Yeah. 
University. So he's just like, he's playing this lute, you know, for the woman. And, you know, but the the fact that he wants to give them a nice experience speaks to his character's kindness. Again, he's like this very innocent, uh, sweet being um <laughs> who just happens to be a vampire right and as he's preparing as you know as he's talking he is putting down newspaper and like preparing <laughs> to like lay out some blankets so her blood doesn't get all over and cause a huge mess right, right. and he's he's such a delight um and he's in direct contrast to his housemate, who is played by Jermaine Clement who is you know an old friend of Tyker's and he plays a guy called uh Vlad the Poker <laughs> Vladislav the Poker and he is obviously he has like way he has like he's much older than viago and he's like this former tyrant like when he was alive he was Mm -hmm. he was a tyrant and he's basically just like a dick and you know he doesn't he's not someone who cares about the victim's last moments he wouldn't concern himself with newspaper right and to kind of oftentimes to kind of see the interplay between viago and vladislav is some of the best comedy I have ever seen because they're both looking at one another and it's kind of like, oh my God, I'm going to kill you. And you know that if they weren't in this tight brotherhood, they would kill one another because they're so different. One of the things I love, uh, absolutely adore about uh, this character is that, you know, Taika based it on his mom. Right. Which is just like incredibly sweet. Like this kind of neat polite vampire who's actually kind of giddy and like you know youthful and joyous yeah especially alongside the rest of his terrible housemates what a face ah what a mind um so yes yeah and and taika is what what we like to call ambi beardress what did what did you say and ambi beardress he looks good with or without a beard Mm. um you know he looks good with that stubble too yeah and you know his hair you know i like hair i know you do i love (laughs) (laughs) you love a head of hair you do i really do and he again like you could tell that he takes care of his hair but he's also maintaining like this illusion of carefree with it which is very hot also as well (laughs) there is a wonderful profile uh at slash interview uh from 2017 in gq by uh ira madison the third and they the photos that accompany this quite lovely profile are kind of a problem i mean he just looks like dessert Yes. Whatever your favorite dessert is. It's him. Yes. Yes. Let's start with the eyebrows. They are dark Mm. and full Mm -hmm. and thick. Yeah. I'm actually... (laughs) I've talked myself... I've painted myself into a a lost corner. And they're above, like you mentioned, his eyes. He is not afraid to make eye contact. Mm -mm. You know, he always knows where the camera is. Yes. He knows his angles. Yeah. Fucking director. Yeah. And he just... He gives you what you're looking for. Yeah. Like, can you imagine directing him in a photo shoot? I bet you have to do minimal directing. Right. You could just just go. Just that's all go. You, that's all you need to do. Right. So the top image of this mm-hmm. interview is him wearing a denim shirt. Mm-hmm. And he is kind of looking directly at his camera. Classic trademark move. Yes. And he, he's got both of his forearms on display. Hairy, Hairy forearms. Again, if you want to know about <laughs> the things that people talk about when it comes to like what's hot, I think there's been a lot of misinformation in the world mm-hmm. about what is hot. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something, free of charge. If you roll up your shirt sleeves <laughs> and reveal to me a hairy forearm or two, well, 
with a nice watch. With a nice do you remember an old episode of the show where Vina said about, I want to watch and put on a watch? Yes. I think yes. about that maybe once a month. Yes. Because I think it's so true. Yeah. A nice watch on a thick, hairy forearm, bitch. And it doesn't have to be an expensive watch. No. We're not talking about that. It's just no. the way, it's just something about the set of the face. Yes. On that hairy forearm. <laughs> and then Taika has this salt and pepper hair going on, right, beard, listen. the hair. So he, I mean, he, he's just doing it. He's, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't feel as strongly as you do about hair, but I do love salt and pepper hair. Yeah. If you have a salt and pepper beard, get at me. If you have a salt and pepper head of hair, also give me a ring, and I mean a wedding ring and also a phone call. Like he and he has that in spades. He's like he's not brawny. No. He's not like super lean. No. He's not like gym tight. Yeah. Again, just a very that, average build. Average. But then it's what he does with that average. Yes. And when Oof. I was talking about how he's just very comfortable in his body, he is not afraid to throw himself on the floor. Like this <laughs> this put this picture of him uh, uh, on this GQ article. He is like curled up around the edge of a chair it looks like. Mm. Just on the floor relaxing like like you would like he's at home. Maybe he is at home. I'm not sure. Um but he just seems very at home wherever he is yes. and he's going to find a way to be comfortable and i think that, yes. that is a sign of confidence yes you know just to be like i'm going to make the best of my circumstances yes it it, it tends to imply a certain kind of um stay ready so you don't have to get ready yeah here is someone who is making plans making moves like he's very swan-like like yeah. it all looks like he's gliding up top but his feet are working furiously yeah. like he's just like and the crucial thing that i the feeling i get i think so much of what i think about when i look at taika is less about what he has given me explicitly but what he projects mm -hmm. and the projection that i get from him is someone who is trying to work out where they fit in the world mm -hmm. and are not allowing themselves to kind of stand still while they do that figuring out. Right. And that that makes me think of his TED talk from 2010. Mm. And he talks about being a child of mixed, being a mixed race child, a child of mixed heritage. Um, his mother, we talk, you mentioned his mother is of Russian Jewish ancestry. His father is Maori. Mm -hmm. um, and so and he was from a very small, very small town. He mentions in the TED Talk that his school was like 28 people wow. or something like that. Um, so he talks about how his mixed heritage brings him a lot of influences that he uses in his work. And mm -hmm. I think what we are picking up on is his... Um, his indie background mm. as, as a filmmaker where mm -hmm. he had to create magic with very little. So right. his circumstances, um, you know, f with this very small New Zealand town mm -hmm. being this person who was trying to find himself mm -hmm. or express himself in a way that could fit in all the worlds that he was living in because right. he was living in the country. Then he would go to the city, things like that. All right. of that. He just knows how to... Um, as we would say, make a dollar out of 15 cents, mm -hmm. you know, whatever that is for his circumstances. Mm -hmm. So you see that. And so when he like comes in a room and he commands it mm. because he's like, he has no other choice. That's how he feels. Right. Like he's just going to be like, this is what I have to do to survive in this room is right. to make it my own. Right. Right. 
he was Oscar nominated back in 2004 mm -hmm. for a short film, mm -hmm. for a short film that he wrote and directed uh, called Two Cars, One Night. Um, he's been doing, uh, he did like this indie movie called Eagle vs. Shark in 2007. We've mentioned Boy, that's from 2010. Mm -hmm. um, he's someone who has this mentality down pat. Mm -hmm. Like, he's always hustling. And he, he has a very, you know, like Nicole said, a very specific mentality that he brings to his work. So when he got the gig in 2017 to direct Thor Ragnarok, right. I remember people feeling genuine excitement because, you know, you arguably the Marvel movies, they do have a certain kind of style mm -hmm. that it's difficult for a director to put their stamp on, to mm -hmm. make it kind of really look like a very singular work. You know, it's part of a universe. There are plans at place. You know, it's face right. this, face that. Right. And yet with Thor Ragnarok, the look and the style and the feel of it is so different. And it's important to note that because he didn't actually write Thor Ragnarok. Right. You know, he he was given a script and yet the he, he translates that script with a visual language mm -hmm. that is so uniquely his. If you look at the film, he basically has inserted these little um, identity Easter eggs yeah. into the film itself. So the the ship that Valkyrie is is flying is actually, and this is wonderful, the colours of the uh, Mari flag, mm -hmm. which I just thought, oh, of course. Yes, that it makes, makes perfect sense. sense. <laughs> that just makes sense. Another thing that I found really wonderful, uh, he, he, he mentioned this in an interview that he gave, but um, he invited, when they were filming um, Thor Ragnarok, um, on the first day of production, apparently, he invited the local indigenous community to perform a welcome to country, which is a sort of mm. ceremony that acknowledges the people, the original custodians of the land and mm. welcomes um, outsiders to the community. And he had a really lovely quote where he said, you know, you wouldn't really start a movie in New Zealand without asking the local tribe to come in and bless you and basically to send you off. Um, and he was like, you're on their land. Yeah. Um, you're in their backyard and yeah. he said basically and I love the way he phrased it he was like it's just nice manners to get in touch <laughs> and I loved that because it felt like a nice subtle dig at, you know you people go over there and you touch you know ancient sacred rocks yes. and you make your little you know comedy Instagram posts and he's kind of like oh you could respect the bloody land, fam. Yes. You could respect the people who are the custodians of this land. Yes. You could respect the indigenous people for whom this is not just like a random location that's pretty for a film. Right. But is actually, you know, integral to their sense of self, mm -hmm. their identity. And, you know, he did more than that also. He basically, you know, he had like a Maori elder come over. He kind of, you know, when they were trying to like get inspiration, he was like, you know what? It's fine for you to get inspiration, but seek permission. Mm -hmm. Like there is just so much thoughtfulness mm -hmm. in um, his in his actions that then you see the result in the film and you think, yeah, that makes sense. Right. And with Thor Ragnarok, his character that he played, um, Korg. Korg. I love Korg. Again, that childlike innocence. Yes. And I think that is all that's all still just a part of Taika's charm that he has not lost his connection to his inner child. Right. You know, like as as woo-woo as that sounds or whatever. <laughs> it's still very important in his creative process. Um and I wanna play a little bit from that TED talk mm -hmm. where he talks about um the significance of being a filmmaker and his job. I mean, all I've got, guys, is creativity. That's it. That's my job. You know, uh, at the moment, I happen to be a filmmaker, but it's not my job. It's just my job is to express myself and to 
share my ideas and my point of view. It happens to be that I'm using filmmaking right now, but you know, Ugh, I'm yeah, so in love with him. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I mean, just the the idea that he's like, my job is to create and to express myself, right. and, and he doesn't sound wanky. No, you know, because you can tell that he's sincere and that he really means it, and that that is what keeps him going through mm, mm, all the stuff. And you know, he's talked about how he wasn't, he didn't want to do the Marvel film, but. I'm glad that he did because it really rejuvenated Thor. Oh my God. Like, I think people were, obviously these movies are going to make money mm -hmm. regardless of their quality. Mm -hmm. But I think there is something to be said for how Thor really ele re-elevated. Mm -hmm. Taika arrives, mm -hmm. injects it with this, and not just in terms of the color, but the right. tone, the very tone of the film, suddenly you have a whole new aspect to Thor mm -hmm. that you had not even, you know, it, it had been hinted at in the origin movie right. and then kind of done away with in the second. And then in this, suddenly Taika is kind of like, no, don't worry. I've got exactly yes. the, 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 the thing to kind of elevate Thor. And I remember going into Thor Ragnarok kind of like, I'll watch it because, you know, right. I'm Marvel's bitch, <laughs> but, you know, I'll watch it. And then I went in and I was like, holy smokes, this mm -hmm. is the funnest fun time. This is like a thing that I was like, oh, I need to watch again i've watched that movie on you know my streaming services mm -hmm. too many times like it's kind of like this it feels like a very comfort you know a comforting watch yeah it's the whole it's not one or two characters it is the sum it's so much more than the sum of its parts yes which brings us to his latest project that's just about to come out it's like it's been screened a couple of places yeah. it premiered at tiff in, yeah. in toronto jojo rabbit mm. <laughs> Such an innocent sounding film. I haven't heard anything controversial about it, mm. but people just don't know what to do with the a Hitler comedy. It's the, the premise is what's giving people uh, pause. Yeah, because if you say that you are making a movie about a Hitler youth guy who finds out his mother is hiding a Jewish girl in their house. The urge is not to kind of be like, that's a barrel of laughs. Right. So, and, and, and then you find out, and you know, what kind, you, you find out what kind of movies and they go, oh, it's a black comedy. And you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Great, sure. And, and Taika Waititi, <laughs> yes. this New Zealander. Yes, this Maori, not just a New Zealander. Right. <laughs> is playing Hitler. Yes. <laughs> now... Together, all those bits sound. I'm I'm reserving judgment. I haven't seen the movie. No, I, I will either. watch it, but it's you know, it's, it's difficult, right? <laughs> Even as a concept, right? But I want to see. And the thing is, I trust him to at least make a good go of it. Yeah, I don't know how successful it will be. Right, mm. I don't either. And but, it doesn't know. matter to Taika. No. Because he's just like, this is, again, he's like, this is my craft. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. And not it's not just enough that he is Maori playing this character. He's also Jewish mm. playing this character. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so there's all these different levels that he's playing with. And, yeah. and he's just kind of like, you just got to keep up with my mind. Right. The reason why I am not kind of like recoiled in horror mm -hmm. and clutching my pearls is that when you have a body of work... That speaks for itself, mm -hmm. that is trying to kind of push certain boundaries. Um, and I mean, actually push them, not just telling racist jokes about Asian drivers. Mm. But like you're pushing boundaries. You are trying to see how stories can fit inside of known narratives and then expand those narratives. Mm -hmm. 
I am more than happy to give the benefit of the doubt two, three, seven times over to Taika Waititi than I am to almost any other filmmaker on earth. I do still somehow respect a valiant attempt. Yes, and it helps that he looks good. Yes, it <laughs> helps. There is such thing as pretty privilege. I mean... And he has it. He really does. How many directors you know look like that? Mm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Eloquent as ever. Yes. Thank you, Nicole. Yes. <laughs> so he's able, you know, he can get away with stuff because he is, you know, nice to look at. Yeah. And he's funny. And yeah. part of... One of the things I notice about him, like he doesn't take himself seriously very mm. often. Um, but I think also that is a it's a way of keeping distance yes. from people, yes. because if he's always the entertainer, no one's asking him questions. No one's delving into his life. And he shows like what he wants us to see in his work. Yes. But no one, you know, he doesn't let anyone get very close and right. he keeps his private life very private, which yes. is his right. And what he needs to do which right. is you know whatever um but i think the fact that i think when he is cracking these very dry jokes when he is making sure to flounce on you know on the floor or come mm. in and strike these you know poses and have these very bright colorful pattern filled outfits on mm. that it is also a distraction so that you don't don't go too deep with him yeah i think he is someone who has boundaries up for very good reasons, yeah, obviously. Of course, yeah. But I also respect this idea of it goes back to what he said in the TED talk about being an artist. Like how he is manifesting what that art looks like, that changes mm -hmm. day to day. Mm -hmm. But at his very core, I think he's doing that thing of protecting himself, protecting his heart. Yes. And then you get what he decides to give you. And it's not to say that he's evasive, mm -hmm. but he's someone who I think has, you know, he's measured the world, he has measured himself, mm -hmm. and he has figured out the recipe that gives him peace. Mm -hmm. And that's good for him. But for me, it's great because it's something that I'm seeking. Mm -hmm. So I find it very attractive in people when you can see that they have set up walls that seem to work. Like yes. they are porous when they need them to be and mm -hmm. they are completely impermeable when they need them to be. And I'm just kind of like, how do I get there? And, you know, if I could get there with Taika together mm -hmm. as a family unit <laughs> on a I don't know on a family holiday somewhere I, I'm not averse to that Nicole I'm just trying to I'm just trying to I, manifest I, I hear you thank I hear you. you thank you um so he at the um at TIFF recently the Toronto International Film Festival he was awarded the Ebert Director Award mm. and he mentions um and I'm going to play this little clip that I think again just speaks to what we're talking about the way that he deflects for me I was, I've been thinking about what to say all day and um and I come from New Zealand where we really don't like attention um we don't like compliments um, it's, it's very <laughs> uncomfortable for us. Um, it, so I really didn't quite know how to, how to, how to deal with the situation. And uh, what makes me happy is to make Guillermo stand here this entire time while I'm trying to come up with a thank you speech. Maestro. Cabron. 
So in this moment, he admits, you know, a little vulnerability, right? Mm -hmm. But because of the way that he was raised and his background, he's not very comfortable with compliments or attention, which seems to go opposite of the things that he does, right? Because he's very... He's very often bringing attention to himself. But I think, again, it's just him just trying to deflect and just trying to be, you know, keep you from giving him those compliments that he doesn't know what to do with. Like, he'll, you know, of course you say, oh, you're so sexy. And he'll reply like on Twitter, like every now and then he'll pop in and reply to somebody on Twitter about something in a very joking way. But that that little clip from his acceptance speech shows that he really doesn't know what to do with that. No, I find that, again, I I enjoy a bashful man. Yes. I'm just kind of like, when someone is just kind of like, oh, I don't know. And and it feels sincere. Yes. That's when I begin to kick off my shoes. Like, (laughs) oh, so what's going on with you, sir? Because it just feels like, I think the world has set a lot of men up to be kind of big and bullshy and kind of whatever. And, you know, it's a similar thing with Jermaine where there's self-deprecation that doesn't slip into kind of like this weird Mm self-pity or like, you know, I'm a victim here. It's very much kind of like, eh, I don't don't know how to deal with this. I'm going to make a little joke. And I think about this often when you hear actors who say completely without any kind of you know artifice and they say oh i'm very shy i'm quite an introvert and when i was younger i'd be like come on you've chosen to be in front of a camera or to be on stage Mm -hmm, what do you mean mm -hmm. but the older i get the more i understand this right like what you do and what you are are very separate things exactly and taika really exemplifies that what he is is an artist yeah Um, What he does at this moment in time is he makes films and he has kind of created a persona to go with that. But it doesn't fundamentally change who he is. Exactly. And that is, of course, as we know, the kinkiest kink of all (laughs) is a person who knows themselves and like occupying that space fully. Yeah. yeah. Man, break me off. Just. And he's I mean, again. Very good looking and good with his boundaries. Yes. So shout out to you, Taika. Shout out to you. And, you know, anytime you want to pop into the studio in maybe a floral ensemble, I'm here for Listen, it. Listen, I bet you he smells so Ooh, good. I'm Not only does he smell good, I bet his skin is very oh, smooth. I absolutely. think he exfoliates, not as a special look. He doesn't do it on his birthday. He does it once a week minimum. Yeah. With something nice smelling. Yes. And then he slips into like his beautiful clothes. Oh, heads. Can you imagine? His wife must just have the best shirts to slip into. Oh. Just putting on his, yeah, just putting yeah. on his beautiful floral shirt around the house. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, 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 this, this is what I'm I think like, about. Yes. <laughs> I'm just thinking about like, oh my God, she must have double the wardrobe because yeah. his clothes are so good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Taika. So you, there you have it. Me yeah. and Nicole, we, we we would like very much to talk to you about your art, but also about your face. Yes, and, and everything that you do. <laughs> oh, that sounds so I didn't filthy. mean to make it to come out like that, but whatever. Fuck That's it. what she said. <laughs> So, Nicole, it's uh, about that time in the show where we uh, have fanfic wars. Yes, I'm excited to um, hear what you have written about uh, Mr. Taika Watiti. I mean, listen, I don't know what I've written. Oh. <laughs> I just know I just know what was on my soul. Mm, mm. And it was a feeling that came up. I was looking at him and I was like, what do I want to say? Mm. And then I started typing and here we are. Yeah, I'm very excited to hear what you have to say and or do <laughs> because... I feel like he offers a very rich palette in terms of the colors that you can paint with. Mm, So I want to see which colors you have chosen. 
Okay, okay. All right, you ready? <laughs> yes. Let's begin. <clears throat> I was in bed reading a book about a woman whose sister was a serial killer when the lights went out. Before I could help myself, I gasped. The sound of thunder and violent rain filled the bedroom, but when I looked to the windows, the night appeared clear. I reached for my phone and began moving to the edge of the bed, confused, but a sudden flap of thick cloth pulled my attention to the doorway. (laughs) A man with riotous curls, a voluminous dark cape, and black boxer briefs appeared in the doorway, backlit by a soft yet intense light that broke through a fog, somehow thickening the hallway. Oh my God. I couldn't help but smile as I breathed out, Tyka, in lovingly annoyed relief. The figure snapped the cloak to his face and waltzed toward the bed. Tyka winked at me before removing the cloak from his face and standing with his hands on his hips. The spooky light from the hallway highlighted the mischievous glint in his eyes. I am Count von Franken, uh, von Frankenstein, no relation to anyone you may have heard of, Tyka proclaimed. He edged closer to the bed and raised my chin with a finger. He leaned down until his mouth was a thought from mine. I have crossed oceans of time to be with you, he quoted, the twitch of his lips a clear sign he was about to break. I tossed myself back against the sheets, flinging a hand across my brow as I exposed my neck to his foolishness. A laugh escaped him as he covered me with his body, the cape floating down around us. Wow. <laughs> you just did what you had to do, didn't you? <laughs> Nicole, I'm proud of you. Thank I'm proud you. of you, you in every way. I I just I just every time I think it'll be fine. You just say, "No, it won't." And the thing is, I'm a glutton for punishment because I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it again." So, fucking hell, mate. That's a proper drabble, isn't it? I mean, he's so silly and playful. Mm. Like, I feel like he, you know, plays around in the bedroom. I believe he does. Yeah. I, be- I feel that in my Shondo. I know that. Yeah. I have no way of confirming it, but I know it. No, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense to me. Um, Well, I didn't go in the same direction. I thought about doing something silly. Okay. Um, But clearly I couldn't compare. And I'm glad I, I'm double glad I didn't <laughs> because... In that scenario, he would not be in a, you know, a cape and boxes, which can I just say inspired, <laughs> truly. What a visual. Thank you. Thank you. I but mean, I'm sure your drabble is fantastic. Yeah, sure. Oh, my goodness. No, no, no. I'm kidding. It's amazing. Yes. Um, all right. Here we go. This is not silly at all. He is very he's being actually the opposite of silly. I oh, thought okay. I was tra- I was trying to figure out a way of explaining what we discussed mm. where I think he's very very thoughtful mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and kind mm-hmm. which again as we've mentioned the kinkiest kink of all is a kind right. a man with kind eyes yes but you know I, I kind of leaned into this idea of you know Taika as caretaker Ooh, yeah. I like it thank like you it. okay let's see how you feel yeah. at the end okay. of it okay. I'm listening I'm ready it was late when I got in bone tired dragging my feet a little I'd been sitting at a desk for seven hours straight, editing increasingly short audio all day, trying to weave a narrative from it. I had expected a dark, empty apartment, but that's not what I got. Standing at the kitchen island was Tyker. His eyes were doing their trademark twinkle as he made a jazz hands gesture at my obvious surprise. (laughs) 
Swirled into the deep brown of his gaze was a mild apprehension, though. He lowered his eyes till they landed on his creation, wisps of fragrant warmth rising in cartoonish puffs. It was a pie. An apple pie. Baked golden and aromatic with cinnamon and nutmeg, caramelised brown sugar winking up at us under the spotlights. He looked back up at me, those big brown eyes eager. Shall I cut you a slice, he asked. His voice was soft and sure, but laced with that same mild worry reflected in his gaze. I injected all the warmth I could into my answer. I'd love a slice of pie. (laughs) Before I'd even finished talking, I heard the scrape of knife on platter. Taika, king of the generous poor, cut out a doorstop wedge, and with one elegant finger resting atop the segment, transferred it to a waiting plate. Ice cream, he asked, already heading towards the freezer. He returned with a pint of non-dairy dessert, a scoop, and a fork. Eventually, he pushed a slice and rapidly melting ice cream over to my side of the tabletop. You can tell me about your day, he said quietly, chin resting on a bridge made of his laced hands as he watched me begin to eat. Or you can just eat this pie and we can be quiet. We held each other's eye for a couple of beats. I put my fork down and slid it over. A moment later, he picked it up, loaded it. Pie it is, he said. As he smiled. Aww. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I love it so much. You know what's amazing? Hmm. I never like apple pie. <laughs> but I would like Taika's apple pie. And that's not a euphemism. That's just fact. <laughs> I wonder if he can cook. I bet he can. He yeah. seems like a self-sufficient indie filmmaker. Yeah. He's got some tricks up his sleeve. Yeah. And you know the other thing that I think? Mm. I was going to write a hug into this because, mm-hmm. you know, before I wrote this, I'd seen the hug he gave yes, Chris Evans. Yes, that was a good-ass hug. That was a good-ass hug. And I yes. was like, I want to, I've never wanted more to be the meat in a sandwich. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was my drabble. Yes, Nicole, it was your beautiful. Drabble, thank you. Thank you very much. I oh, loved your drabble also as well. You. But I love everything you write. It's not even a, it's it's not, not, I'm not even being over the top. I'm speaking only facts. This is not a podcast where we lie. This is true. We do not lie. No. Um, You also get to uh, vote on your favorite of those two drabbles. Mm -hmm. We like to let it marinate for a day and then we put it up on our Twitter uh, as a poll. And then you get to decide which one moved you. So will it be Taika baking me an apple pie or will it be Count? (laughs) What was his name? Count Von Frankenstein. Oh, my God. It's so bad. It's great. It's so bad. (laughs) Pick one. Um, But as, you know, we say every week, Nicole. There are no losers here. Mm -hmm. Everyone is a winner. Mm -hmm. Because thirst always wins. Thirst always wins. I love that so much. That's my next tattoo. (laughs) Thirst always wins. Thursday Kit is produced by Cher Vincent and us, Bim Adewunmi and Nicole Perkins. The senior managing producer of Slate Podcasts is June Thomas, and the editorial director is Gabriel Roth. Our music is by the almighty Tanya Morgan. You can follow the show on Twitter at First Aid Kit, and we're at BimAdew, that's B-I-M-A-D-E-W, and Tennessee Whiskey Woman, that's T-N, Whiskey with an E, Woman. We're also on Tumblr at firstaidkitpodcast.tumblr.com. So feel free to send us questions. If you live tweet your listen, please use the hashtag TACPOD, T-A-K-P-O-D. 
and you're welcome to email us with how much you love us and all your thirst-induced injuries. We're at thirstaidkit at slate.com. This is for the New York area thirst buckets. You can come first with us. We are doing another Thirsty Movie Night, and this time we are screening Catherine Bigelow's female gaze-heavy classic, Point Break. Young Keanu, younger Swayze, bank robberies, men learning how to love. It's a ride. And here's what you need to know. It's on Monday, October 7th at 7 p.m. and it's at the IFC Center on 6th Avenue in Manhattan. Every ticket purchase comes with a free large drink and Slate Plus members get $5 off the price of a ticket. You can find more details on where to get your tickets on our Twitter, our Tumblr, as well as on Slate.com or IFCCenter.com. Please, please subscribe to First Aid Kit wherever you get your podcasts. We love you for listening and we also love ratings and reviews which you can leave at Apple Podcasts. Hint, we love five stars. We'll be back again next week. In the meantime, thirst responsibly. Fall is here, so pack a hat, a mug of something warm, toasty. Stay thirsty. Bye. Bye.